Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm of course your host and resident silly boy Thor, joined today as always by my friend and co-host. He's here to tell you what it's like being male, middle class, and white. It's Micah. Dude, that is honestly one of my favorite songs to sing for karaoke. He's rocking the suburbs. <laughs> dude, it's a fucking jam. It's a bop, dude. Dude, speaking of jams, since you and I have last seen each other, mm-hmm. dog, we lost Jimmy Buffett. That's true. And we dude. lost the guy from Smash Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember That's a shame. I don't remember his name, but I mean, he's the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Everybody yeah. knows what he looks like. He probably looked the same right in that casket. How crazy is it that the guy from Smash Mouth died of liver failure from drinking too much and not Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, that's kind of wild. Again, as soon as I saw Smash Mouth lead singer died, I had to figure out how and why. Because I'm like, he's not that much older than me. It's really sad. <laughs> it's, I'm like, he's not that much older than me. Why is he dead? I start getting paranoid. Almost like it's like we're taking turns, like we're in line. All right, just just you know, punch our ticket. That's, <laughs> sure, that's that kind of how I'm looking at it. I know that that's not the case, but I can't help but be like, mm, man, if he's in his 40s, I'm in my 30s. I could be, I could be. 10. I, think, I think he was like 55 or something like he, that, which is still very young. Yeah, yeah. But when you spend 30 years just drinking yeah. every day, I did not know that that was the case. Yeah, with him. Yeah. Until the articles came out, because I had to research it. Jimmy Buffett goes out by skin cancer, which, like, how hilarious is that? That his whole career <laughs> is built on like hanging out, <laughs> like, on like hanging out in the sun. It's yeah. like, well, well yeah. uh, he went out the way he lived. I guess chilling in the sun, sun baked, sun baked. Yep. <laughs> There's a walking on the sun <laughs> joke somewhere to link the two of them. Yeah, I'm not smart enough to get it. Me either. <laughs> but it's in, that's the punchline, walking on the sun. Maybe they both were walking on the sun. Uh, the years kept coming, and they didn't stop coming, and now they might as well be walking on the sun together. Yeah, now they're wasting away in Margaritaville in heaven. Yep. The big Margaritaville in the sky. <laughs> yeah, the Astro Lounge. Dude, who's, who's next? Because it always comes in threes. Lenny Kravitz. I got my fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> He just bugs me. I don't know what it is about him. He just was it his role in the Hunger Games that didn't help. Yeah, I figured it probably didn't help. Yeah, I think it's I don't like like guys who wear scarves, like a lot of scarves. Johnny Depp's another one. As he's gotten older, he's just turned into like a warlock wrapped in scarves. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what are you doing? Maybe that's why he did the Grindelwald movie. He was perfect for it then. Basically, yeah. Yeah, they looked at him and they're like, he looks like a wizard. They're like, this guy does black magic. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> perfect for our villain. Oh, his horrible blonde mustache in that. Yeah, it was a, it was a really, and also with the um, the pupil yeah, issue, the like that contact. Eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Funky. I did kind of like that they had somebody different play Grindenwald in every movie. Did they? Yeah. Because I knew, uh, what's the guy uh, from the video game we played? Uh, which video game did we play? Uh, with Daryl from the... Oh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding, yes. Yeah. Didn't the guy who played his father... Yes. ...in that? Yeah. Yeah, he he was... Uh, Mads Nicholson is who you're thinking yes. of. Yes. Yeah, he was the he was Grindelwald in the last one. 
Okay. But before that, it was Johnny Depp. And then in the first one, the Fantastic Beasts, it was... The good one. Yeah, that was Colin Farrell. Oh, okay, cool. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I think he had like a mask, like he he it was an illusion spell type of oh, thing. Oh, okay. Yes. And you are correct. he like revealed that he was Johnny Depp. That, at the yeah, end that of the was kind of like the cliffhanger at yeah. the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. God, those movies suck. The first one was good. The other to be honest, I haven't even seen the third one. The Army of Dumbledore or the the fight of the crimes of something about Dumbledore. Yeah. With Jude Law as Dumbledore. Yeah. A very not- suave Dumbledore, might I add. And there's only like what thirty years difference between that movie and the first Harry Potter movie. No, I think like sixty or seventy. years. Is it that many years difference? Yeah. I thought. Oh, yeah, okay. it's like World War One times. I'm pretty sure. Oh man. Okay. All right. Well. Okay, that's fair then. Because the first Dumbledore man, he looked like death. He was getting ready to just. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, we know why now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> yeah. But, not well. No. So we're, uh, but we're not talking about Harry Potter. We are here to talk about one of my all-time favorites, one of the greats, in my opinion, Mr. Ben Folds, the sassy piano man. Hey, folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep. I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. All right, dude. So this week we are discussing... Ben Folds, specifically his Rock in the Suburbs album. Last week, I said it was either his first or his second album after the Ben Folds 5 breakup. I was correct. It was his first. Uh, last week, I also told you that everybody in Ben Folds 5 was named Ben. That was completely incorrect. Not it, the case at all. It, if I'm being honest, it didn't sound right, but I was like, hey, he knows better than I do. <laughs> yeah. So I was completely wrong on that. Um, ben Folds 5 was Ben Folds, and then it was another guy named Robert Sledge and another guy named Darren Jesse. So Darren Jesse played drums, and the bassist was Robert Sledge. Okay. And then Ben Folds um, did his piano stuff. But Ben Folds actually started out as a bass player. So when like he started getting into bands, he started out as a bass player. Okay. And then he eventually just switched to piano and... He played a little bit of drums. He played a little bit of bass. He played a little bit of guitar. He kind of dabbled with a lot of it. So sure, he's, yeah. he's pretty musically gifted through the entire uh, ensemble of instruments that we normally see. Yeah, but certainly piano is where he shines. That's where he thrives. Yeah, he so he got into some music academy. I don't remember which one, but he said that he basically spent two years just playing scales on piano to a metronome. That's basically all he did was just playing and learning scales for about two years to a metronome. And I think you can tell in the way that he plays. Yeah. So, sure. so yeah, we are covering Rock in the Suburbs specifically. And then I did also give you a couple of songs off uh, air, off the podcast. 
If you wanted to check out more Ben Folds, optional music recommendations, I gave you a couple of songs from a couple different albums. Yeah, I did not listen to any of those. Okay. Not because I like didn't want to or anything. I just ran out of time. Sure. So yeah. I did hear a few other songs because, you know, I've, I'm listening on Spotify. Okay. When it gets to the end of the album, it'll just start playing another track. Sure. So I heard a couple of tracks. I couldn't tell you the names, but the I names definitely have heard some of the other stuff. And like I said, coming into this, I had one song specifically... Uh, him with a female singer yeah. called "You Don't Know Me." Yeah, that's with, with which is a song I really enjoy. That's with Regina Spector. That's the female. Singer. Oh, she's incredible! I didn't realize it was her. Yeah, yep, she's so good. Yep. So that was her. So, uh, with that being said, Thor, what do you think of Ben Fold's first solo album? Honestly, is kind of hit or miss for me. There okay. are some songs on here I really enjoy. Okay. And then there are some that I really didn't like. That you really didn't like. Um, let me take a guess at the ones you didn't like. Sure. I'm going to take a stab. Sure. I'll bet that Carrie and Kathy was one that you didn't care for. Yep, that's one that I didn't like. Yeah, that's yep. what I thought. <laughs> um, okay, so how many were there that you didn't like? Was it was it like half? Okay. How many do I need to guess here? So I'm kind of medium on this album because there okay. are some songs that I really enjoyed. All right. Then there are some that I really didn't care for. And then there's some that I'm just like kind of medi- like just kind of yeah. mid on, right? So I also didn't really care for Fred Jones Part Two. Okay, maybe if I heard Part One, it would make more sense, or mm. I would be more. Into- <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So Fred Jones Part One was literally uh, it was a small newspaper clipping that Ben Folds read, and he goes, "I'm going to turn this into an al- or into a song." The song was called "Cigarette." It was during the Ben Folds Five Days. Okay. And it's literally about, it's just a small like paragraph little newspaper clipping. And it is about a guy named Fred Jones who is taking care of his wife who is incredibly medicated and very ill, but he couldn't fall asleep because he was afraid that she was going to burn the house down with her cigarette. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I live next to those people. <laughs> so, um, so that's what it was. The song was called Cigarette and it was only like a minute long. Because okay. he just takes that clipping and sings the what the newspaper article is. Okay, that right there is the kind. What I appreciate about Ben Folds is that kind of stuff. I think obviously he's an incredible musician. I think all the music's really well put together. Sure. I think what he shines at is as a songwriter, and specifically, he kind of has these like quirky, straightforward lyrics that have a little bit of a humor to them. They're not over the top. Yeah. Uh, they have a little bit of a bite to them. Absolutely. And his writing reminds me a lot of Sublime. Okay. It's like, not in the sound at all, or even the subject matter. All right. But it's this, there's not a lot of lofty metaphors. Sure. There's, But there is a lot of humor, and it's all just, like, very straightforward. Like, you get the idea of who he is as a person. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. So he actually, in on YouTube, there are these things called Tiny Desk Concerts, where it is just a band in a very small room. It looks like a bookstore. Okay. And they're just playing music. It's a live thing. And a lot of different bands, musicians go there and play. And then they record it and put it on YouTube. Ben Folds is on one of it. And he played a song and he goes, this was the first song that I wrote that I actually thought was good or that I still think is good. He wrote it at 19 years old, and part of what he attributed to it that he liked was that 
he he said that I realized that I could write songs the way that I speak and talk. He goes out, he said that he could use the language that he speaks with rather than trying to phrase things poetically or elegantly because people don't actually talk the way that people sing. Exactly. And and so that's it's interesting that you picked up on that because that's a kind of a key thing as far as his philosophy and in writing music. He just writes what he's thinking and he kind of puts it together in, in a way that somebody might actually talk about it. So he uses words like shit and stuff and it's really tough. They, like Exactly. It sounds like you're just having a conversation with him. And like I said, that's, I love, there's not a lot of people who do that, Yeah, but you know, Sublime is one of my favorite bands always has been. And sure. People who disagree, I don't care. You can say I'm dumb and gay. I don't care. Dumb and gay. I love them. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, undeniably, he kind of has a similar approach to lyrics. Yeah. Where he likes to tell fun stories. It's humorous. Like, his hum- his personal humor as a person comes through in the songs. I think the same of Ben Folds. Okay. That's where I think he shines. Yeah, I would say so. Where where I don't, what I don't love is the kind of lofty ballads. Okay. Is that I also really, the song, uh, the last one, The Luckiest. Sure. It's just a real downer. That I, is a I downer. don't even really know what it's about, but honestly, a lot of the songs, when he does this like kind of soft ballady stuff, mm-hmm. it just feels like it would be best suited to be like background noise at a gay wine bar. <laughs> Okay. And and not like not like oh wine bars are lame, but like a place where men go to drink wine and have sex with each other. <laughs> and and if anybody knows where in the central Pennsylvania area where I could find one, please let me know. Ask him for a friend. <laughs> so um yeah, so the luckiest was written for a movie and it had that the That main, makes sense. Yeah, it was written for the uh a movie called Loser, which had the main actor from American Pie. But okay. it was written for a specific scene that got cut from the film. So it was never actually in the movie. Oh, nice. So then he could just put it on an yeah. album. So he just put it on an album. Um, that song is a way. It's basically somebody looking at his partner, his wife, and saying, I've had a lot of horrible things happen. But because those horrible things happened, I met you. Like it kind of led me to you type of thing. Okay. That's essentially what that song is. It is through a depressing lens. Like, there's a line in there that says, what if I had been born 50 years before you uh, in a house on a street where you lived? Maybe you'd pass by on your bike. Like, would I know? You know? So, he's thinking... Is this guy into old ladies? Is that what he's saying? <laughs> no, he... he and and literally, <laughs> the next lyric, he, he's, he goes, I'm sorry, I know that's a strange way of telling you that I know we belong. So that's kind of the the idea with that song. It's interesting that you didn't like Fred Jones because I have a fun fact about Fred Jones Part 2. Okay. Are you ready for this? Sure. Fred Jones Part 2 has a guest singer. And it's pretty apt that he decided to join this song because we recently spoke about this guest singer. Rather, his band. Is it Jimmy Buffett? No, 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 is no, it no. The, Is it the guy from Smash it's Mouth? It's not the guy from Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking legendary. <laughs> Um, yeah, nope, it's not that, but it is the lead singer of Cake. Dude, I get that. Also, sometimes when I would listen to this when the, cause I listened probably four or five times. Okay. 
sometimes, at least once when I got to the end, it played a cake song. Oh, yeah. And I get that because honestly, uh, the title track, mm-hmm. Rock in the Suburbs, yeah. it sounds like a cake song. And cake is another one where their lyrics aren't, although they don't necessarily talk, he doesn't do lyrics the way he would talk as a person. Right. He certainly has that like kind of biting, sarcastic edge. Yes. So it makes a lot of sense that Ben Folds would do a song with a guy from Cake. Yeah, they evidently are friends. Um, I can see that. So yeah, evidently him and John McCree, John McCray, however you pronounce his last name, uh, are buddies. So fun thing too, Rock in the Suburbs, the music video for that was directed by Weird Al. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Dude, can we talk about Rock in the Suburbs? Sure, that What song. an incredible song. Dude. Like it makes sense he made this the title track. Uh-huh. It's like such a meta concept that the song itself sounds like something somebody would make in GarageBand. And then that's kind of the whole point of the song is like, I'm a white guy in the suburbs and I'm not getting the respect I deserve for my music <laughs> that I make. And yeah. all of it, even though it's it's arranged really well and it sounds great, mm-hmm. it does have this like GarageBand vibe. Sure, I could see for that. For anyone who's ever like made music with GarageBand with the the different loops mm-hmm. and effects and stuff you can do, because it kind of has effects that are all over the place, Yeah, which is something a lot of people do when they're playing with GarageBand. It, it's such this meta take on the concept of the song. I loved it. Yeah, I freaking love singing that song in karaoke. It's so much fun, because it's got so much sass. And then you can just start screaming at the end of it. You can just start screaming the F-bomb at the end of it. So much fun to do. And then people who don't know the song are looking at you like, what yeah, is most this guy people, singing? Most people. <laughs> like, what is this guy singing? Is it a line about getting preparation H? It's, it's fantastic. All right. So what songs stuck out to you? Okay, definitely that one. I also like the one right after that called Fired. Oh, yeah. I love Fired. It has this, like, jazzy beat to it. It's mm-hmm. like, ba doom 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 Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I, I like when he's sticking to, and maybe this album isn't as representative. Maybe most of his stuff is more in that kind of, like, upbeat, fun direction. Sure. So, I would say- Which I would be more into. Whereas, like, like I said, a lot of this album is kind of slow. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the songs have- They'll have like a really catchy melody in the chorus. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the song, it feels like he comes up with the melody and is like, that's really cool. Makes that the chorus and then kind of writes the rest of the song around it. Okay. And the rest of it feels less interesting to me. Okay. So my guess, and this is really going to pain me if I'm correct on this, but my guess is there's a song on here called The Ascent of Stan. Yes. As time has gone on, I think that that's become my favorite song on All right. this. We're going to pause real quick. I'm going to listen to The Ascent of Stan. Okay. It's good. I'm I'm kind of medium on that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I figured that you probably wouldn't like it because it has the slow verses, and then it picks up in the chorus. That's a really unique song because the piano on it almost has this uh, orchestral classical vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It, with like a modern take the stuff he does with the piano is ve- he has a very unique and kind of distinctive way of playing the piano that i've never really heard before that's interesting which i think not only does he kind of write lyrics his own way i feel like the way he plays piano is kind of very unique it's as well sure 
Yeah, I could see that. Um, something that I like that he does on this album a lot is he builds on the songs a lot. So each chorus has something extra that goes into it each time the chorus is played. Yeah. Um, or he lengthens the chorus by uh, a stanza each time that it's played. Um, or adds other vocal tracks into into the yeah, chorus as it goes Yeah, he loves on. doing that. He does, I did notice that he does a lot of building. Mm-hmm. And I think that also plays into what I was saying. I think that's what you were getting at, is that he'll find, because he'll find a really unique and great sounding melody, and then he kind of expands on that. Yeah. Oftentimes, I think, if I had to guess at his songwriting process... It's probably he just plays around and goose around till he finds something that he really likes. And then everything else is built on that one part that he okay. created. That's how a lot of the songs feel. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. Sure. I just I like dig, digging into like the mechanics of stuff like that. Sure. And yeah, you're just uh, that kind speculating of as far as his process. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But I there's c- nobody here to say I'm wrong. So that's what it is. And you're probably right. I don't doubt that at all. Um so part of part of the reason that I that I gave you the additional songs is because I had a feeling that you would probably have the views on the slower songs that you have on the slower songs. I kind of thought that that would be the case. Yeah, background music for a gay wine bar. Yep. Yep. I in fact that's exactly <laughs> what went through my head. I'm like Thor's going to think that this is background music for a gay wine bar. So I would I would say listen to the other stuff um, because. This is the only album of his that's like this. Okay. All of the other albums, they they have some slower stuff, but there seems to be a lot more sass and it gets and it's more upbeat. Okay. So is that kind of what draws you to this album of his albums is that it's a little bit of a kind of different side of him? Um so this was the first album of him that I've heard. As okay. far as Getting into Ben Folds, this was the first album that okay. I've ever listened to. So I think that that's part of it. But that being said, by the time that I started listening to Ben Folds, there were four albums out. So I also am somebody who admittedly loves very melodic stuff. Mm-hmm. I like jazz piano. That's fine. But this stuff like the piano in The Ascent of Stan just resonates with me so hard. Sure, yeah. And there's not a ton of that in his other stuff. So it gets a little bit more jazzy poppy um, as his career goes on. And that makes sense. That's kind of the shit I dig. So that makes sense. That's kind of where we would diverge on this. Yeah. Whereas I think we can both agree. Like I won't say anything about the musicianship, the composition, the arrangement. Like it's all, you said he does all this alone. This album with this album, he did like 99% of it. Basically, he did the drums, he did the piano, he did the bass, he did the guitar. It's incredible. He sang. So there are songs where there are strings and violins and and things like that. I don't think that he did those specifically. But this is basically all him. Yeah, that's incredible. So there is one interesting song, and I texted you. Okay. And I said, because, Micah, I know you hate Weezer. Mm -hmm. I know you don't love Weezer. Uh Uh-huh. And I agree, I don't love Weezer. (laughs) But... Their first album, simply titled The Blue Album, uh-huh. I think is one of the greatest records in rock and roll. <sighs> maybe That may be, it's one of my favorites. So okay. I don't, maybe not the greatest. All right. So, folks, I'm going to ask you to do this too. I texted Micah, have you ever heard the song Holiday by Weezer? And you haven't. Did you go and listen to it? 
No. Okay. So I'm going to play for Micah. We're going to pause real quick. Okay. I'm going to play the first 30 seconds of the fourth track on Rock in the Suburbs called Gone. And then I'm going to play him the first 30 seconds of oh. Holiday from Weezer. Oh, you're going to kill me, Thor. <laughs> so we'll be right back. You go listen to both. Tell me if they don't sound very similar. Uh, Isn't that cool? Uh, no. That's, I mean, uh, ugh, I'm so conflicted. I'm very conflicted. I feel like, okay, so... For me, I was like, okay, this is a chance for me to get Micah to like the Blue Album, uh-huh, admittedly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because as soon as I heard it, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a Weezer tune. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it sounds heavily influenced. But I draw a lot of uh, similarities between Ben Folds and Sublime, once again. Sure. Because I feel like both of them do this thing where each song, you can kind of tell that they're taking influence from somewhere else. Like, a lot of bands find their lane and they just stick to it yeah uh metallica or like any anybody it doesn't matter like any popular band most people kind of develop their unique sound and then just kind of dial in that okay yeah whereas what i feel like ben folds does what i always loved about sublime is that you can hear the influences of shit that they like put into it yeah that's one of the cool things about this album is i think i hear a lot of different influences like every song sounds really unique and interesting okay because it's clear he's somebody who loves a lot of different music i'm somebody who loves a lot of different music so i appreciate that okay um i'm not saying he ripped off holiday or ripped off weezer no obviously not but don't you ever say that (laughs) but he definitely I bet you if you ask Ben uh, Ben Folds, do you like the Blue Album? He'd be like, it's fucking incredible. Well, now we need to see which album came out first. <laughs> when did this come out? The Blue Album came out in like the early 90s, I Let's, think. Let's, uh, uh, Weezer, we're finding out. I'm not right trying now. to mess right up. Right now. I'm trying to teach you it's okay to like some songs from Weezer. 99, or 94 is when the Blue Album came out. There's no way this came out before 94. Uh, um... <laughs> I'm so upset right now. I'm I'm turnt. Ben Folds, Walk in the Suburbs, release date. It's... I don't know why you're looking. It's definitely not... Shut from... up, Thor! <laughs> Fuck, it's 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wait, <sighs> yeah. Uh, not a fan. Maybe you didn't like that song though. Shut up, Thor. Uh, so <laughs> the song, Annie, <laughs> the song Annie Waits, the first track. How'd you feel about that one? Oh, I like Annie Waits. Yeah, I like the the clap in it. Yeah, it, it that's one of those. It's that upbeat, poppy sound like Annie Waits. Okay. Uh, I also like. Um, is it Zach and Sarah? I think oh yeah, the second right song. After that. Yeah. Like Annie Waits, I like Zach and Sarah. I like that the album starts on those two songs too, because mm-hmm. uh, they're they're both kind of uh, like pump you up songs. They absolutely are. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Okay, so you're kind of mid on the album as a whole. I wanna I wanna try and convince you that you should like Ben Folds as a whole. Okay, just I from, do like Ben Folds. Just from some. From antics and some theatrics that he's done. 
Uh, yeah, let's get into the good stuff. That's yeah. what I'm into. Yeah, okay, so... Did you, he take his dick out and put it in Sandra Bullock's drink or something <laughs> at a Hollywood party? Because <laughs> I'd be like, he's cool as hell. I don't, I don't know if Ben Folds is the... He might be the Hollywood type. I don't know. <laughs> so he is somebody who tries, at least from, from the outside looking at it. I haven't read anything that says Ben Folds tries to stay up to date, blah, 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 blah. So I haven't read that. But it's very clear that Ben Folds uses new things in his music all the time. And it could be a cultural thing. It could be technology-wise. So, for example, he has a song or an album called The Way to Normal, which has the song by uh, called You Don't Know Me with Regina Spector. That song's on it. Uh, a song called The Frown Song is another freaking awesome one. It's a pretty solid album. That came out in like 2000, I want to say 2008. When that song was being made, he released a fake album he leaked it online because this is the time where people are trying to download shit online yeah that was still like kind of the tail end of like kazaa and napster and shit yeah um so he made a fake album with the same title and released and leaked it online so that people would find it and download it and think that they found the album what was on the album? It was the same music, but it was with different lyrics and stuff. Like, he changed the music. <laughs> what? Yeah. So then when the actual album came out, and people were like, oh, I've been listening to this for, you know, they weren't. They had been listening to different versions of the song. That's very funny. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. And and that's also, so he's very lighthearted. Yeah. Because he is, he has that like sarcastic edge or whatever, but he, it's all very lighthearted and fun because that is such a fun way because he could have done that and just been a dick. Like, uh, here's two hours of cows mooing <laughs> or right. two hours of me taking a nasty shit on the toilet. You know what I mean? Just he could have been a dick about it, but instead he's like, like he took a very fun approach to it. Yeah. So, because it feels like it's a prank, but not also not really a prank. You, he just gave people the same album with two sets of lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> like, like uh, he, but he he does a lot of really weird, zany kind of theatrics. I've seen him a couple times live, and let me tell you, I think both times that I saw him live, he held up his fingers, and I think on either four or five fingers each time were band aids. Uh, as far as on the tips of them, because this dude plays so much. Yeah, that, and he plays hard. Yeah, that um, his fingers are getting blisters and he, and they're bloody, so he's just using Band-Aids to cover all that up while he plays. But something that he started doing, again, this is the mid-early 2000s, he started doing chat roulette. Does that ring a bell to you? Do you remember chat roulette at all? I'll never forget all the penises I saw in my car. <laughs> Chat roulette. And those... honestly, there's a lot of people who will never forget my penis. <laughs> I'm kidding. I never yeah. did that. So for those of you who don't know what chat roulette was, or maybe you're unaware, or maybe you're too young. Um, basically, it was a website where you would video chat people, except it was all random. So you'd log on, you would put your webcam on, and then you just hit a button. And it would carry up with somebody somewhere in the world. Yeah, you were just hoping to talk to teenage girls. And what you saw was a old man masturbating. Usually, yeah, gross things like 90% that. 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Ben Folds did this live on concerts. 
where he he would put a laptop on his piano and then he would jump on chat roulette mid-concert. I wonder if he's kind of the first guy who pioneered that. He's the first person that I know doing that. Because there's a lot of people who have kind of taken that. Because um, now the site, I believe, is called Omegle. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's a very similar thing. And I've seen a lot of videos of uh, there's a guy who plays guitar. And he will match up with people. And he'll just be like, what song do you want to hear? And they say a song and he just fucking rips it out on the guitar. Sure. Yeah. Just I've, shreds. So I've seen that too. Or there's a guy named Harry Mack. If you don't know Harry Mack, check him out. It's insane. He freestyle raps. I think that so you've shown me his stuff before. I definitely have. And so what he does is he'll be like, give me three words. And then he'll make a whole rhyme based on the three words. And to prove that he's freestyling, he'll like rap about the color shirt they're wearing and the type of hat they're wearing, what's in the background. Yeah. That yeah. is interesting. I wonder if Ben Folds was kind of the originator of that or one of the one of the people kind of at the forefront of. Maybe. I mean, but what he would do is he would get paired up with somebody. And what's funny is. I saw him do it twice live, and right before he did that, he go he would tell the crowd, he goes, okay, so this is the part of the show where if you brought children here, I don't know why you did, but if you did bring children here, this is when you take them out of the room. He would tell them that, and then he'd pull up chat Because you're going to see nuts. Yeah. You're yeah. going to see a tane or two. And, and then he, like, he had a dual monitor type of screen set up where his computer screen on the laptop was being projected- uh, on a giant display yeah. so that everybody could see. So we would sometimes see like giant dick and balls, which was great. Yeah. And that's, what do you think I paid for, <laughs> Ben Folds? So, but the cool thing is that when he would meet people, he'd be like, hey, and then everybody in the crowd would erupt. They'd be like, ah, they'd be all freaking out. And of course that person's like, oh my God, what, what just yeah, happened? Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah. And then he'd go, hey, what's your name? You know, what do you do? He'd just ask them a couple of questions about themselves. And then he'd turn to the crowd and he'd be like, what key should I play in? And just people would be shouting. And he, he's like, I heard G sharp. Bah, 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 and he's just going in that note. And he'll just sing a little tune like a, a, about this person that he just met on chat roulette. Yeah. And he would do that. For, that was how he usually ended his, his uh, concerts at that time. That's such a fun lane. Like I said, I was telling you, I've seen other people do similar things like that. It's always fun, yeah. especially if it's done well. Yes. And um, based on this record, I have no doubt that it was incredible. Yeah. Like, he's a very talented guy. Dude, uh, the guy's the guy's absolutely amazing, I think. Um, he also did some really interesting albums. So he did an album that was kind of a weird concept album with, a, with an author named... Nick Hornsby or a writer named Nick Hornsby. That sounds familiar. I don't know who he is, but I know that it was Ben Folds, Nick Hornsby. Hold on. And hold on. I know it sounds familiar. I'm going to Google it. You go ahead. Keep telling your story. Yeah. So it was basically just a combination uh, between the two of them writing and making music together. And that was a very, very interesting album. He's got a song on there about somebody who knocked up Sarah Palin's daughter. <laughs> okay and the chorus it's one of the most catchy things in the world because they're alaskan boys over there and the chorus is i'm a fucking redneck i live to hang out with the boys play some hockey do some fishing and kill some moose i like to shoot the shit and, and he's like if you fuck with me i'll kick your ass but it's <laughs> but it's all about this guy who knocked up sarah palin's daughter and because he knocked up sarah palin's daughter 
the whole family was like, okay, you're going to marry her now because Sarah Palin's running for vice president and you're not going to make her family Dude, look bad. I, yeah, no, I remember that story. <laughs> so, Dude, like, Sarah Palin's so hot. Dude, oh man, I, what a milf, right? Still, so, dude, still to this day, that's what the Russians. She's say in the too. news every once in a while, man. Dude, <laughs> Sarah Palin could get it. So, <laughs> so he did stuff like that, and then he did a whole other album with William Shatner, where dude. he's just playing music and he's letting William Shatner do his weird, his William Shatner things. Yeah, William Shatner stuff, dude. Okay, Nick Hornby. Wikipedia to him. Okay. So, author, uh, lyricist. He's best known for his novels, High Fidelity and About a Boy, which were turned into very successful feature films. Gotcha. So, he ended up getting a gig. He was appointed as the first artistic advisor to the National Symphony Orchestra at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. And his term was originally just going to be a year. But he ended up, uh, he's still doing it now. So he started in 2019. And he's basically running concerts through the Kennedy Center with up-and-coming musicians, Broadway artists, that type of thing. And essentially setting up a stage and doing very orchestral type of stuff. Oh, very cool. Um, That makes sense. His arrangements are pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's had a very, very just big career because of all the stuff that he's done. He's one of those guys who... I don't know if he's very well known in a, in a general audience sense. Of course. Yeah, he can't be. He Because he makes thoughtful music. <laughs> you can't right. you can't be super well known if you make like actual thoughtful music. Yeah, but it's <laughs> very how it is. It's very clear that he has connections with a lot of musicians. Yeah, I, I see why. Yeah. So he had Weird Al Yankovic uh, sing on a song on the next album. That he did after Rock in the Suburbs. I, I just, I'm a, such a big fan of Ben Folds. I love him so much. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Like I said, I think I'm going to explore his music more. Because I don't think this album was for me. Okay. For, for the most part. But I really loved a lot of stuff about it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm going to be more interested in some of the other stuff he did. Sure. Well, yeah. Okay. So listen to the tracks that I... That I recommended to you because yeah. I recommended two from three different albums, and I'll I'll say them on here too, so that everybody else can maybe take a listen because I felt like they give a good range of of his stuff. So there are so there's an album called Songs for Silverman, Silverman, which is after this one. This one that the next one is still kind of piano-y and kind of melodic. There's a song called Jesus Land, and there's a song called Trusted. Both of those are beautiful. If you're kind of iffy on this album, those two might not jump out to you as much. There is an album called Super Sunny Speed Graphic, which is just, it's an LP collection of three different EPs that he made. Okay. And then he just released it all as one LP. Sure. So two songs on there. One is called Bruised, and then there's another song called Rent-A-Cop. Rent-A-Cop, I think you will love, because it's all about... A rent-a-cop in a mall who thinks he is the shit. Dude, Micah, I was a skateboarder in the 90s and early 2000s. You better believe I hate rent-a-cops. <laughs> so, so I'll I, kickflip where I want to kickflip, motherfucker. Yeah, you'll jump in that that tub in the mall. <laughs> um, 
So those songs I think that you'll really, really enjoy. And probably you could just check out the entire Way to Normal album, but that has um that's got the Regina Spectre song, You Don't Know Me. It's also got a song on there called The Frown Song. And then there one of my favorites is this song called Bitch Went Nuts. I love it already. And it is just Because everybody know bitches be going nuts though. Yeah. <laughs> I say that all the time. <laughs> A day doesn't pass where Micah's not telling me how bitches be tripping and going nuts. Yeah, I say it at least once a week to my class. Um, <laughs> so, but that song is just a hard, like, it's just going. It's nonstop, super fast pace, and it's all about an ex-girlfriend who just went nuts, which is great. So I think that you'll really enjoy, enjoy that. He also did a really awesome cover of... Bitches Ain't Shit by Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Yeah, I'm familiar. His cover of that is amazing. It's one of the greatest hip-hop songs of all time. Well, Oh my god, Mike, I'm gonna make you listen to The Chronic. Oh my god. No. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, well, so it, has that al- it has that song on there, that I believe. Song on it? I believe, yeah. I will be able to rap along with it. Because I know all the words, <laughs> which we can't. <laughs> which I know we we're not like too big on not doing profanity here, but even that's one where I'm like, I don't know if I want that in the world of me singing the lyrics of that song. Yeah, no, because every other <laughs> word is is a four letter word. Every other word. <gasps> so he he does a cover of that, and it's very soft and melodic and beautiful. And again, that's kind of his sense of weird humor, where he takes the context of that song and the lyrics, and he turns it into this beautiful melody and just goes with that. I'm going to let you listen to it. I mean, the original song has a pretty sweet, good melody, too. Yeah? Yeah, it's on The Chronic, and Dr. Dre did a lot of... uh, He, like, sampled... He he was kind of the guy who really innovated sampling uh, because he sampled a lot of old, like, 70s R&B tunes. Okay. All right, I'm going to play this for Thor. The song Bitches Ain't Shit... Just absolutely beautiful. That's the word I always use to describe it. Okay, so if that's the case, Thor, I'm just going to let you listen to this. I want to hear your initial impressions. All right, pause. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. Yep. Uh, So Micah let me listen to Ben Fold's version of Bitches Ain't Shit, and then I let Micah listen to a little bit of the original Dr. Dre's version of Bitches Ain't Shit. Yeah. Micah, which do you think is better? Oh, Ben Fold's. Oh, fuck you. You're not going to get that out of me, Thor. I'm sorry. <sighs> sorry. I mean, it's it's fine. The Chronic is fine. That song is fine. But it's not Ben Folds. <laughs> you, I am literally a sassy white man. Of course I'm going to side with Ben Folds. Oh, that's fair. He resonates yeah. with me. He's my spirit animal. <laughs> so... That is very funny of all the songs he could pick that one, because, I mean, it's like... <laughs> it's really vulgar. It's so absurd, too. <laughs> yeah. So, that's that's basically Ben Folds, dude. That's uh, that's his stuff. I think that you should listen to more of his stuff. It's got a little bit more pep than, than what that is. He's also got a song called FDA, and... That album, the album that that's on is, I think it's called. Like the Food and Drug Administration? No, 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 no. So the album, I think, is called I'm So Here or I'm So There, something like that. But 
the letters have to do with notes. Okay. And it starts out and he goes, just goes F, F, F in the A, F in Jesus. the A. And then he goes, with a B, with a B. So he's just singing I the love notes that. in their note and making a really crass song with horrible jokes about sodomy. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. There's, um, I love that. <laughs> I I, lo- I love music. Uh, you know who Bill Burnham is? Uh-huh. In one of his specials, he's like, uh... He he does a bit where he's like playing the piano, but also pretending to jerk off at the same time. And he's like, thank you. That's called jerking off in A minor. <laughs> the the key. So no, the key, not the felony. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I love some musical puns. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to be honest, Bo Burnham and Ben Folds have a lot of the same vibes. Oh, absolutely. I fucking love Bo Burnham. Yeah, I do too. And I fucking really like Ben Folds. Like I said, I can tell that this album isn't for me. Yeah. That's not my feeling on Ben Folds as a musician and as a performer. Sure. Okay. I get that 100%. That's fair. Um, Would you believe that it's that time? I would. Yep. It's that time. So, Thor, um, on a scale... Of do re mi fa so la ti, do. Okay, so my options are do to do. Yep. Okay. Yep. Where do you think you land with Ben Folds? Do re mi fa so la ti do. Um. He's counting. Numbers are going out. Why am I counting? The calculations are going. Why am I counting? I know how many notes are in a major scale. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like literally. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> God, I stink. Um, He's counting some more. All right, I'm going to give it a so. Okay. Now do, I'm counting. Do, re, mi, fa, so. Okay. La, ti, do. Yeah. So five out of eight-ish? Five out of eight, yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good scale. Like yeah, it. thanks. Um, musicianship, I love it. A lot of the songs I really enjoyed... I like I, said, I just don't think this album is for me. Okay. I like I want more of the fun upbeat stuff, the more experimental stuff. I don't love the piano ballads. There's okay. a lot of them. In this album, yes, there are. Yeah. I mean, if I want to listen to a piano ballad, mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to fucking John Legend or or Ben Folds. Do have you ever heard Ordinary People by John Legend? Nope. Dude, it shits on Every it may be one of the best songs ever written of all time. Yeah, yes. More than, that album. That than, album will appear on here at some point. More than Leningrad by Billy Joel. Yes. Uh, okay. I'm. I genuinely just so incredible. So, so th- that's my point. Is John Legend, Billy Joel, and Ben Folds are in a piano battle. Fuck Mary Kill. It, yeah, let's go with that. Where are you gonna go? It's a totally different route than I was going, but I'm I'm here for it, Thor. Um, I gotta marry John Legend. Okay, dude, that silky smooth voice. He's an EGOT winner. That's there's only like a couple of them in the world. Yeah. Okay. He's a sweetheart too. All right, so I marry I marry John, John Legend, hundred percent. Oh, 
The fact that you're debating on killing Ben Folds. Well, the thing is, <laughs> I don't want to kill Ben Folds, but you got to fuck the piano man, Micah. You got to fuck the piano man. <laughs> if you can't marry him. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you can't marry the piano man. There's no way. He won't stick around. Probably He's going to cheat on you. Yeah. So, yeah. I got to marry John Legend. Fuck Billy Joel. Okay. Kill Ben Folds. I don't want it would be I would be very upset about doing it. I would turn myself in immediately. <laughs> be apologizing to him as you do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't want to do this. You're just bashing his head with the with the piano <laughs> with style. With the piano. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I can't with the piano man. <laughs> yeah, so if you flip Ben Folds and John Legends, that's my answer. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so, yeah, in, in any case, so five out of eight. Five out of eight. <laughs> Good. I liked it. Um, I want to explore the rest of his music. Sure. I just don't think this album is one that I'm going to listen to again. Okay. Aside from maybe a couple songs. A couple songs. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Um. All right. Well, with that said, folks, uh, what do you think? Did you listen to Rock in the Suburbs? It is legitimately, uh, for me, one of my favorite albums of all time. It might be my Desert Island song or Desert Island album. I get it. Legitimately. I, I freaking love it. So what are your thoughts? Do you like Ben Folds uh, or are you kind of more on the side of Weezer? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be Ben Folds and Weezer. It does. It has to be. There, there are good guys and bad guys and Weezer is the bad guy in this scenario. <laughs> and... Ben Folds Not is the good specifically guy. Specifically Weezer, just the blue album. Well, we'll see. It's, I guess. Which is not a bad guy album. Oh. Mm. We'll see. Maybe. I don't plan on it, but it's just gonna be a bad guy album in my You'll head. hear it eventually, oh, goddamn. Great. great. <laughs> You'll hear it. On that note, um, we've got some people listening in California, which is really surprising to me, but Thank you for listening in California. If you have interesting things to recommend to us um, about anything, really, overreaching government, that... Send us some of that good California medical weed, dude. Oh, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll rate that, dog. Give us some of that. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll do a whole episode. Um, Thor, what do you got recommending? What are, what are we getting into next week? What what are you throwing at me? You kind of skip what we were doing. What Michael was getting at is, please send us some drugs. Please send us all your drugs. And the way to contact us to do that is get a hold of us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Facebook or Instagram, or contact us directly via email at getwreckedpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, Micah, your recommendation for next week. <laughs> That's right. Damn it. Ooh. Um, all right. I have one that's been on the list for a while. Okay. I've just been waiting for the right time. Have you ever seen a movie called The Blues Brothers? No. I know that it's two men in suits with hats and glasses. It is indeed. The Blues Brothers is a classic comedy film from the early 80s. Okay. Starring John Belushi Dan Aykroyd. Many would argue that's the good Belushi. I would absolutely argue it's the good Belushi. Yeah. Definitely the fun one. Died of a cocaine overdose. Yeah. Uh, in any case, 
one of my favorite comedies of all time. Probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. It's a comedy. It's also kind of a musical. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, kind of a and musical. And as the name probably implies, mm-hmm. it re- the music in it revolves around blues music. So blues, soul, R&B. Okay. It is, uh, I believe, based on a Saturday Night Live sketch. Um, like I'm one not, of those sketches that they turned into a movie like Wayne's World? Yes, exactly. Like okay. I believe I'm not 100% sure on that. But in any case, that's what we're going to watch. The early 80s film, The Blues Brothers, starring Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. And it's a lot of fun. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. The Blues Brothers. There was an old. There was another Blues Brothers movie, right? There was a sequel called The Blues Brothers Two Thousand. Okay, which I believe came out in the year two thousand or some time about. Um, because John Belushi died in the early eighties. Uh, I don't know if he was recast or if they just added different characters. But John Goodman and Jim Belushi are in that one. Oh, okay. I've never seen it. Honestly, though. Oh, okay. So it's not the Brothers 2000. No. It's the first one. There's the original one, I presume. Yes, the classic Blues Brothers film. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Next week, we are getting into the Blues Brothers. Have you guys seen it? Am I behind the eight ball in this one? Am I, like, late to the curve? I've heard a lot of good things about this movie. I'm genuinely surprised you've never seen this. Yeah, I think that it's honestly one of those movies where I look at the cover Because admittedly, I judge things based on the design and the artwork of whatever it is that I'm looking at. And I just saw it and I go, hmm, I don't know if I want to watch that. Like, it never jumped out and made me go, that's something for me. Ever. Because it's just the two guys up front with the... With their arms crossed, like, looking into the camera. Yeah. Not a great cover. So there's nothing for me to go, I want to pick that DVD up or, like, stream that movie or whatever. Speaking of, yeah, is this anywhere or do we need to... The only place it's streaming, like with a subscription, is AMC Plus. Because everybody has AMC Plus. <laughs> As most of you don't have AMC Plus, I'll tell you a nice little hack. Sign up for the seven day trial, watch the movie, cancel it. Oh, there you go. Easy capeasy. Join me. Or you can rent it on Prime for a couple bucks or YouTube. You no, know. I, I like the idea of all of the Get Wreck crew giving AMC Plus a nice spike. <laughs> Just give them a nice boost yeah. for a couple of days and be like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh. Yeah. That way AMC can contact us. Because honestly, I can't imagine there's more than 20 or 30 people subscribed to AMC Plus. <laughs> so, so just a handful of people subscribing to it will be like, they're like, holy shit, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> just... Ron Paul spirit fingers it's happening would be uh, going on in all of their offices (laughs) so next week Blues Brothers Uh, you be there or you be square I feel like that's an appropriate thing to say because I feel like that's something that the Blues Brothers would say just based on what they look like and that's (laughs) probably not but okay I dig it (laughs) that's me stereotyping it's certainly era appropriate yeah era appropriate so until next time folks as always you Get wrecked out there. Stay wrecked. Yeah. Bitches ain't shit.